Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now let's listen to the Word of God. You know, today, sincerely, I don't have a, a message. I don't have a message. But Jesus is here. That is the message I have for you. Amen. So we read together. Matthew 16 verse 18 said, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church and all the power of hell will not do what? Conquer it. All the power of hell put together cannot do what? Conquer it. That means you are the Peter. You are the church. The church is not a building. As individual, collective, we are the church. We are the temple of God. Where the spirit of God dwells. And I tell you, it's an honor to tell you this. No matter what the enemy fight to pull you down, they won't. They will always fail. You know why? Because Christ is the one building that church. Amen. 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 So all this why we've been studying about the church culture series. And uh, sincerely, I've been learning a lot. And it has really, you know, changed my way of understanding. Last, uh, last Sunday, we, if you will agree with me, we really learned a lot from uh, Professor Deepak Matthew. You know, that was one of the great men I have ever seen, you know, going deep into the word. So it makes me want to go deeper in search of the secret. And today I bring you the message the Lord has given to me to deliver to you. So let's read from the book of first, uh, that's Exodus 19 verse 6. What did the Bible say? And you will be my what? Kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This message you must to give the people of Israel. So who is God talking to? Moses. God was speaking to Moses. He said to Moses, you know, it's just a two weeks. They came out from Egypt in their slavery. And Moses went up to the mountain when the Lord called him. And the Lord said to Moses, look, you have to remind my people. You need to remind them the purpose that I create them, the purpose why I brought them out of Egypt. He said, you must be what? He said, they are to be the kingdom of priests. But more especially, one word I wanted to hold on to is the holy nation. Now, what do we understand when Christ said, when the scripture said that you are holy nation? What, is, what do you understand by holy nation? I need an interaction. I need a response from you, my brothers. What do we understand by holy nation? When God said you are a holy nation to me, what do you understand? Any contribution? Any, any, any idea? Huh? Set apart, okay. Any other definition? You could say peculiar people. Pe- 
peculiar means you are totally different. The same thing said, set apart. See, when God say to Moses, tell these people that you are my holy nation. If you, if you can trace back what happened, why God need to remind them of their calling. The children of Israel has been in slavery for years. God made them for, you know, for a specific reason. For what? His worship. To worship him. And if you are made to worship God, that means everything you do must to be what? Holy. There don't has to be any fault in whatever you do. Because when you see, when you are called priest, that means you are so special. Whatever you do has to align to the will of God. Because it's the will of God that he called you the holy nation. And God said to Moses, remind them of what I've called them for. Because it seems they have forgotten. They have left the path that I have chosen for them. And they are going to the other direction. God is reminding them, look, this is your calling. And you have to come back. Is the will of God for them to be the holy nation because if it's not in the will of God, they will have come out from Egypt. God knows that a day shall come that they will leave from their slavery. What makes us to go into slavery? Because we often want to go our own way. God tells you, this is what I've called you for. This is what I want you to do. But because we need something else, we deviate. And that brings us sorrows. And when God brings us back, it brings joy to us. So let's just uh, read on. Let's read from the Ephesians 4, uh, 1, 4, 6. What the Bible said, it said, Even before he made the world, God loves us and chose us in Christ to be his holy Without what? Fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adapt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through who? Jesus Christ. He said, this is what he wanted to do. And it gave him what? Great pleasure. So, we are not reading together. <laughs> okay, it says, so, we praise God for, he, for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belongs to his own dear sons. So, what do we understand here? The children of Israel has been in captive. They need freedom. Moses were able to bring them from the slavery. For them to really be the holy nation, it's not the law that could free them to become the real holy nation, mind you. The only thing that could bring them in that place of holy nation is only Christ Jesus. That is where Jesus stepped in. That is why Apostle Paul wrote this verse through the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, even before he created the word that he has chosen us in advance, his will for us has been made in advance before the creation. How awesome that is. That whatever you are doing now in the presence of God is not a coincidence. However, you led from your old life to the present life where you see Christ face to face. 
And when you have best communion with him, it's not a, a coincidence. That is the will of God for you. That is why he sent Jesus to die in your place that you can be free and be known as that holy nation he has called us to be. And the Bible says in the first Peter 2 verse 9, the Bible said, but you are not like that. For you are what? A chosen people. You are a royal priest. A holy nation. God's very own position. As a result, you can now show the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his what? Into his? Okay. Let me go back. Let me just, you know. Make it, you know, make the explanation more better for we to get through. As a citizen of India, let, let me, you know, I have been in India for some years, right? I have lived here for seven, eight years. So, by right, I'm supposed to have a citizenship, right? By right, according to the law. If I've lived here for seven, eight years, I'm supposed to have a citizenship. But you know what? If I have that citizenship, that does not make me son of the soil. Do you understand? That does not make me the son of the soil in India. Now, what I want to bring to you in attention is, we have two kingdoms. As a holy nation we are we belong to the holy kingdom of God but we live in unholy kingdom on earth so now we have two responsibility you and I we have two responsibility we have the right here and we have the right over there what is our responsibility to stand in between. I don't know if you understand what I mean. To stand in between. That means as an intercessor. The same thing Christ Jesus did for you and I. Is what you expect to do as a holy nation. The church is the holy nation. But as individual who is also the church. We have our own role to play. The kingdom of darkness. Is always there to fight you and I. Which is for sure. Because why we live on holy nation. Which is on this earth. But we represent Christ here. Who is the holy of holy. Remember the prayer. The Bible said. He said pray like this. Let your kingdom come. So what we are doing here. Is to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. As a holy nation we are. In Christ. So. Having understood that, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians 5 verse 27, it said, he did this to present her to, her, to, present her to himself as a what? Glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she would be holy without what? Thought. So, one, God made the church what? He presented the church to himself. He made the church holy. To be what? 
You don't want any spot. That means there, sh- there shouldn't be anything. As a holy church, we shouldn't get involved with the things that will destroy us. The things that will paint us black. As a holy church, we are to stand in the will of God, which is doing the right thing. I love uh, how the scripture put it. It said, without what? Blemish. The church has a responsibility. The church needs to be viewed by the people outside the church, which is the unholy nation. You know, that is, see, this is two nations fighting each other. The other side of it need to see us as an example. We are a role model to them. Our character should display that holy that Christ has called us. And how can we be holy? See, without knowing and understanding the scripture, having personal interaction with God, there is no way you will become that holy nation Christ has called you to be. Amen. 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 So the Bible said in 1 Peter 2 verse 12, it said, be careful to live what? Among the unbelieving neighbor. Then even if they they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your behavior sorry, your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he do what? Judge the word. Your behavior. What is your behavior? Your character, your actions, your words. We are the holy nation. If we cannot display that, you know, that holiness that the world is expecting. It's like me going outside on the street trying to evangelize, you know, to spread the gospel. And I say to someone, I'm Pastor Kachi by name. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Then I made an introduction. Then the next thing, as soon as I give the fly, the person see me in a five-step, having quarter with someone who just, you know, mistakenly hit me. What did I display? Unholiness. If I fight with someone just after I might have spread the gospel, that does not show anything holy in me. That is the other side of the word. So, as a holy nation, as a holy people, we have to show what? We need to display that character which Christ has prepared us for. You shouldn't quarrel with your neighbor. Most of the time, where you live, some of your neighbor, you know, they get you angry. They say something negative. I have been pushed to the wall. I know how much people have been cruel to me in this nation. But you know what? My response is always on the other way around. I try my possible best. I wouldn't say I'm too perfect. There's a time that I go off. But we must strive as a holy nation to represent Christ to represent that name holy nation because Christ is the king of this holy nation he's the king of the kings of this holy nation so if we cannot live according to the standard God has placed for us and call us the holy nation 
it's quite unfortunate that the, the, the people outside will always mock at us. But as a church, we have a big responsibility. We need to love them even when they hate you. Even when they spat on you. Even when they curse you. However they behave to you. Still love them. Why? Because on the day of the judgment. You know, most of the time we expect judgment to be when Christ will come. No. When they encounter their own Christ. When they encounter the Christ. They will mock at you. But just hold on. Be faithful to God. Be humble. Be humble in your behavior. You will see the people coming back. Saying to you, wow. Your God is awesome. Please, can you lead me to this Christ of yours? I have seen people mock at me. Someone said, every time you come, you preach, you said, Jesus is the Jesus is that. Where is that Jesus? When it happened, he ran to me. He said, please, can you lead me to die your Jesus? He's my good friend. But you must understand, would you have opposition? Would there be war? Yes. The Bible says in the book of Romans 5, 2, verse, uh, 3, verse 4 it said we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develop what? Strength of what? Character. Character strengthen our what? Confidence. Hope of salvation if you cannot you know endure I was reading uh, something yesterday how the apostles each one of them end on this earth you know it, it really take place in my heart most of this time we said I'm not saying this to scare you please but I'm saying this to encourage you it's an honor to die for Christ most of them, the way they die is unimaginable. Why? Because they decide that Christ alone, the cornerstone, he is the strength of the weak. And they hold on because they know he's the anchor, the strong, the strong rock that they could stand without falling. And here it says, that when you fall into this trouble, when you face these trials, you should do what? Rejoice. Rejoice. I don't know what you are passing through. As a holy nation, God has called you to be. I don't know what is running in your mind. But I'm here to tell you the good news. Rejoice. Because at the end, it develops what? It gives you hope of salvation. You have what? You, you, you have a destination. You are not lost. You know quite sure that is where I'm going to end. Amen. 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 And in this, we also understand that through this, you know, circumstances, God give us great victory. As a holy nation, we, you know, we have so many challenges. We have so many obstacles. 
And in all true, it gives us what? Victory. The Bible said in book of John 12, uh, 32. It said, and you will know the truth and the truth shall do what? Set you free. You will know what? The truth and the truth shall do what? Set you free. What is the truth? Jesus is the truth. The scripture, the word of God is the truth. How can you have victory? How can you be victorious if you don't know Christ Jesus? How do you intend to know Kachi if you don't spend time with me? You were called holy nation, not just for fancy. But there has to be an action you need to put in place to really hold the ground of you being called the holy nation. You see the word of God. You sit with the word of the father. Who is Jesus? You have personal communion. And while you are doing so, you have revelations. He opens your spiritual eyes. You begin to understand that in this direction that I'm walking now, this is what is going to come out of faith. What I'm facing through, this is what God is going to give me at the end. We need to stand on the truth because we are holy nation. We need to stand on the truth no matter what. The world might push you to the end, but stand on the truth. He said, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The Bible goes on saying in 1 Peter 1, 15 verse 16, it said, but now you must be holy in everything you do. Just as God who chose you is holy. For the scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. You must be holy because I am what? Holy. How can you be holy if you don't practice what is being delivered to you? What is being preached to you? Christ is what has been given to you. Right from the day you said, I surrender Lord. I give it all to you. When you said, I surrender, you need to know whom you surrender to. See, you can't say, I surrender to you, Jesus. And you don't have time with Jesus. And you expect to know that Jesus is impossible. Because when you know this Jesus, I know, let's, let's understand it. Our, uh, you know, if we want to do it in our own way, with our own strength, there is no who could be holy. Right? But, the announcement I have for you, which is the good news, Jesus have died. His blood is what makes you holy and righteous. But still, you have a role to play. Some of the time we say, yeah, Christ have died. The grace is there. No, the grace is there. That is true. But at the same time, you have to put an effort to live like Christ. Who is the head of that church, that holy nation we are called? Because if you don't have that time with Christ, I tell you, you miss out. When you miss, you miss out. You could have the presence, but you will not have. You could have the gift, but you will not have the presence. 
The word is there. But you need to have communion with the word. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 2 verse 1 it said my child listen to what I say and treasure my commands. In other words love my commands. What is the command? The word of God. He said that shall not steal. That is the scripture. That shall not lie. If you can treasure the word of God, you will know when God is speaking. You will not be misled. If you can treasure, if you can pay attention to the word, how do we, how do we hear? How do we hear someone? If my daughter is playing and I happen to call her, Grace, come back. If she's busy, whatever she's doing, she would not get to hear me, right? Even it would sound like echo. Maybe she would thought her mom is calling. She would went to the other side and ask, Mom, did you call me? No. Why? Because she didn't listen. So it's very important that you do what? You listen. And the only way you can listen, see, I'm repeating this often and often so that you will it will really sink into your mind into your spirit without you having time with jesus there is no way you can understand his voice there is no way you can get to treasure the commands that he gives so it's very important for you and i to always do what pay attention that we can really receive that which he has given to us. And we need to also understand that as a holy nation, the one who calls us the holy nation, the one who has called us into this kingdom is holy. And if he's holy, that means there's going to be an opposition. The other kingdom always going to fight against this holy kingdom because we are holy nation living in unholy nation. That means we are expecting war. We need to understand that we ought to fight every second, every minute. Why? Because God has called us holy nation. So the other side of the world wouldn't want you to be holy. There is no way they will be pleased to see you being that holy. And if I tell you, I just wrote a little thing down. It said, the holy nation is living with unholy nation and that is why as a holy nation, we have to be what? We need to stand with the truth because we become the holy nation God has called us. That means sorry about that that means he is set apart who is set apart not you i'm talking about not me the one who called us is set apart you know he created the universe he stepped aside he's not bound by what the law he's outside the universe and he's saying he is what he's set apart 
That also means that there is no order beside him. He is not human. He is not limited by what? Human characteristic. He is internal perfect. There is moral perfect. He is internal righteous. And he is unstained by any evil. Nothing. Nothing. Anything God does is right. Anything he says is right. That what makes him what? Holy God. And there is always going to be the other side that will say, no, we can't let this happen. When you are training your children, see, this is what I've observed personally. No matter how much effort you put in training your child, believe me, she or he will always pick 40% from outside and come back home. You give 60 with all your best, but believe me, they have to come back home with 40%. But is in your position to do what? To kick that 40% out. Now, who is going to help us to do that? It's only the same Jesus. Through what? The power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says in the book of Psalm 2, 1 and 2, it said, Why are the nation are so what? Angry. Why do they do what? Waste their time with futile, with futile plans. He said, The kings of the earth prepare for battle, the rulers plot together against the Lord and against His anointed one. Look at this you are the holy nation, and the kingdom of darkness they are so angry. Do you ask yourself why the Christian, the church, are always being persecuted? Do you think those fighting against us, they are the one fighting? No, the force behind is what we are waging war against. And that kingdom, that force is waging war against our Christ. And this is where I come across, I was so happy, I was like, wow. So, what we see in television is not just a news, it's a revelation of what has been written in the scripture. He said, why are the nations so angry? Why are the nations so angry to the Christian nations? There are countries you cannot even raise your hand and say, I'm a Christian. You have to do it secretly. In China, in China, you see people on the, on the ground, maybe like four, you know, four-story building down. Beneath the rock, that is where they go and hid to celebrate Christ. And not even on Sunday. It has to happen on weekly days when everyone is busy. But you and I have the privilege to serve God. Privilege to be before him. And some other nation, when you raise up your hand, I'm a Christian, you are being murdered. My place, for an instance, I've seen many people being killed because of what? Their faith. That is the same thing the scripture is saying. That the what? The nations are so angry. Angry at the who? 
The holy nation, the unholy nation is angry on the, on, the, on, on the holy nation. And you have to also understand it. He said, why do they waste their time? Why do they waste their time? To make what? Futile plans. That is of no use. They, you know, when you look at this place, they said, the, the, the scripture said that the kings, the kings of the earth, they, 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 they prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord. So it brings me to attention. It seems there is a boardroom where the whole rulers on this earth, you know, they sit together to plan against the Christians, against the church. It's not a joke. This is true. The imagination, I sat down and do a little research. I come to understand this is true. Some offices, you are now allowed to preach the gospel. Some schools have been banned. You can't even, you can't even come up boldly to say that I want to share the gospel in five minutes. Many places, they're trying to force you and I to accept what is not. They tell you, you have to love the gay. You, imagine, that is one of these things that, that get me, you know, curious. That in America, the law was passed for the church to wed gay. If a gay want to buy something like flowers to deliver, if you don't deliver to them, you don't do that, you will be persecuted. So I was like, that is really true that we are waging war. The gospel, see, before, you know, we have this free access to share the gospel. If you check, let's say 40 years back, just take a look back of the years go by. You understand then there is, you know, freedom of movement of the word of God. You can come up boldly. You see politicians, you see presidents, you know, standing firm on the, on the gospel. They said, Abraham Lincoln, he wrote something, said that in God, we stand. Most of the leaders, they confess Christ. But today, everyone is withdrawing back. None of them is bold enough to speak up. What is happening? The kingdom of darkness is pushing. But let me tell you, I have a good news for you and I. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, 127, 1 and 2. It said, unless the Lord build the house, the work of the builders is what? Waste. <laughs> unless the Lord do what? Protect the, a city. Guiding it with centred will be do what? Will be no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night. Anxiously working for food to eat. For God give rest to his what? Lovely ones. 
I tell you the truth. The more the kingdom of darkness push, as long as we stand on the truth, as long as we stand firm on the word of God, we meditate on it day and night. No matter how the kingdom of darkness push, they will always fail. The scripture made it so clear to you and I said, except the Lord build the house, the laborers, the waste, or the hard energy in vain. What are the kings, the leaders of the earth doing? They push. They try to silence Christianity. The persecution did not start today. The more the persecution comes to the church, the more the church expands. Amen. Amen. And that gives me joy so much to know, wow, even no matter how the enemy tried to push me down. You know, we, we, we don't, we neglect one thing. We read the scripture earlier. When you are in trouble, rejoice. If I tell you how my spiritual life, how God lifts me up in my understanding and in my relation with him comes through trials. Sometimes it's like there is no option. I want to give up. But if I look at the word of God, I say, Lord, you are the strength of the weak. And as soon as I come out of it and look back, I see myself stronger than yesterday. So no matter what you go through, no matter how much the enemy push you down, the word they speak in your mind, the negative thought they had for you, you will always be victorious. And there is going to always be expansion in your life. Amen. 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 So, having known that the nations of the earth, the unholy nation is fighting the holy nation. I also want to bring to your attention that this holy nation stand for a particular purpose. And that particular purpose is to do what? To display. To display what? To display the holiness of God in this unholy nation. I tell you, there are those people outside you see, they need to encounter the same Christ you are, you and I has encountered, right? And the only way to do that, only way for them to encounter this Christ is for we to stand firm as the holy nation. And hold on to God with our right hand. Use your left hand to push someone in the world with your character and pull the person into this holy nation where you are. Because this church is a holy nation. You and I are holy nation. Our character is the holy. People have to see. And you drag them with the action not just by word, but you need to display the action. The book of Psalm 2 verse 2 says, let break their words, chains, they cry, and free ourselves from what? Slavery to God. 
they are crying. Isn't that a big testimony for you and I? The kingdom of darkness, the kings of this nation, they are crying. These guys are dealing with us. We can't hold it anymore. We need to break that chains. We need to put confusion so that we can free ourselves from this slavery because they know the truth that you stand for make them to become slave because they want to break out. They don't want to hear the truth. So is in our own place to often represent this kingdom of holy nation. The Bible goes on and says, is it, but the one who rules in heaven, love, the Lord is caused at them. Then in anger, he rebuked them, terrifying them with his fury, what? Fierce fury, sorry. He said, for the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on my holy mountains. Who the Lord put in that throne? Who is on that mountain? Is Jesus. This is not you and I. This particular verse is not talking to you as individual because this is kingdom against kingdom. That is what I understand when I was going through this passage. It led me to understand that the kingdom of darkness that is fighting the church, which is the holy nation, Christ has been placed in Jerusalem. Remember that Jerusalem represents the church. And the Christ is the head of the church. The kingdom of darkness that is fighting against the church. Christ is there to do what? To defend us. Amen. Amen. In all their plans, the Lord is seated on his throne. He laughs at them. He <laughs> said, look at what they are doing. And in that, he led us to understand that I have place my precious servant, my precious son Jesus, on your behalf. That is why Christ, he came and died for you and I. When he died, he didn't just finish there. He left the spirit inside of you and me. The spirit is in the church. The spirit fight back the power of darkness. The spirit help us to be holy. The spirit enable us to stand on the truth. Because we can't stand on the truth on our own. Just to bring to your attention. This kingdom of darkness that is fighting the holy nation. What are they fighting for? They are fighting for so many things. Religious freedom. They don't want to know the truth. And the they all say we are okay. You know, I've seen, I met someone, he's an atheist. So I tried to preach the gospel to him. He said, don't worry, bro. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm satisfied the way I am. I love what I believe. I'm like, oh, Jesus. 
help this soul. Because I tell you, God know that they need him. He knows that they need him. One day, they will go for it. And who will draw them to God is you and I. They said, we are okay. We don't need all this. They don't want to hear it. It's like a taboo to them. You know, truth is so bitter. If something happened, and it says, please, can we be honest? Who did this? If someone beside point hand said, he or she did it, the person in question will be so aggressive. But it's good to say the truth. As a holy nation, let's continue to say the truth. Let's continue to speak the gospel. Let's stand on the truth. Because this truth will set us free also. Amen. 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 And also, standing on the truth and being the holy nation, it brings us what? Rewards. Let's turn the Bible to the book of Psalm 146. It says, but the wicked, they are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will do what? They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Seeing as we have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the what? The path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. The wicked have their own punishment. They will always be judged. The unholy nation will always be judged on that day. But there is something that caught my mind. We are not being joyful to see crowd number being thrown into this unholy nation. We are always eager to bring them out. That is the desire of the spirit Christ has put in us. That's what makes us the holy nation. And in that, the Bible goes on saying in the book of Psalm 1, 1, 3, it said, Oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand, a, stand around with the sinners, or join with the mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. Meditating on it day and night, they will like they, they, they are like tree planted along the river bank, bearing the fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. As a holy nation, this is your testimony. This is your testimony. As long as you stand firm on the truth. As long as you stand firm on the truth, you continue to maintain that which Christ has given to you. It says that you are like a tree planted by the riverside that bear his fruit on each season. If you look at this, 
very well. You'll understand it comes season and season when the church has been persecuted. And after that season, the church has gone through the rut. The next is always expansion. In your personal life, when you go through troubles, you think, okay, I have lost it. Let me just accept it. Next thing is expansion. As long as you continue to stand on the word, as long as you continue to remain that holy nation God has called you and I to be, the Bible said that you will be like what? You'll be like a tree planted by the riverside that your tree will never wither. And I also want us to understand as a holy nation, the hunger of bringing people back into the kingdom of God it can only come through what? Forgiveness. Because we receive the same forgiveness from who? Christ Jesus on the cross of Calvary. There is no way you can love someone without forgiving the person. True of us. The church has been humiliated so much. But that does not stop us to love. Because Christ Gave us unconditional love. Let's read the Bible from the book of First Peter 2 verse 10. It said, once you have no identity and as a people, now you are God's people. Once you receive no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Do you understand this? Once we have no identity, when we were in sin, when we were living in our own world, but for we to become that holy nation that he has always desired, has put in his own will, he has to send who? Christ Jesus to die in our place, to pull us out. So the same thing we need to pay sacrifice. Someone has to swallow. Someone has to take the blame for the other person to be free. So it's in our duty to forgive as many who has wronged us as a church as a family. Someone asked me a question one day says, if someone walking to the church with a matchet, staff first person, trying to kill another person, what will you do? Won't you retaliate? Won't you kill? I said, no. You don't kill. You don't retaliate. The only thing you could do is self-defense. Hold the person, take the knife, hold him hostage. Call the what? The law, which is the police people. Let them take the action. We are to show love. If someone destroy what I have, I have the right because that is what Christ did for me to forgive the person. So it's in your place to find it in your heart to let go of the wrong people have done to you. They might mock you but forgive them so that the love to reach out to them will really grow high. And that brings you to the book of Matthew 6 verse 12. It says, And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sins against us. Who forgive us first? Christ. So that we may forgive those. If you can't forgive you are also holding yourself back. It's like trying to reach out to someone when a bound is holding you on the waist. 
from behind. I try to say hello to Ike, but something holding me back. The grief. And I can't reach out to him. Why? Because I hold myself. The Bible says in the first Timothy, this is the word of Paul. Timothy 15, 1 to 15, he says, This is a what? Trust what they say, and everyone should accept it. Christ has came. Say, Christ has come into the world to save what? Sinners. And I am the worst of them. I am the worst of them all. I don't know if you understand how much you have, you know, wrong this God of us. This is our God. I don't know how much we, we could understand that we have wronged him so much. Every day we sin against God in our words, in our action. Even the way we eat, the food, the clothes we wear. Little things we do. And Apostle Paul was letting us to understand that, that I am the worst among them all. But the same Christ chose to do what? Die for me. So we must do what? Let go of the wrong people has done to us. And the Bible says in the book of James 1.27, it says, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father, means what? Caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt us. Corrupt you. Corrupt us. So what makes us, you know, the pure religion? As a holy nation, we are to care for the needies. How can you care for someone if you cannot forgive? That is the question I asked. How can you reach out to someone if you cannot let go? God has called us holy nation through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross of Calvary. And for we to really to display that, we have to forgive. And that will make us to really display the goodness of God on the earth, in our surrounding. We live in a dark world, but our holiness is our character. Our holiness is the forgiveness. Our holiness is the love that we portray to the neighbor, to the next person. To that one who we hate so much. Amen. 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 The book of Matthew 5, 13 verse 14, it said, You are the salt of the earth, but what is good? Salt, if it has what? Lost its flavor. Can it make salt again? Can it make it salt again? It will be what? Thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. He said, you are the light of the world. Like a city on the hilltop that cannot be hidden. Holy nation. See, there is no way we can hide our identity. Our identity is so open to anyone to see. When you hear Christian... He's a Christian. There is something that is expected of you. When you tell someone, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. 
You know, there is a standard that reach you. Even those who don't believe in Christ Jesus, they know the truth, but it's difficult for them to accept. But I tell you, through your own action, through your own way of living, they will do what? They will accept it. Because that is the truth. The truth breaks man. The truth is too plain that you cannot, you know, wave the truth. You just have to accept it because that is the truth. We are the salt of what? Of the earth. It's like you cooking food without putting salt inside. It gives no flavor. Imagine you and I, as a holy nation, the Lord has called us that we don't live according to that word. See, it's like, uh, how, which example? Okay, you know, Messi, you know, Messi is a footballer. If he goes into the pitch without Jesse, why everyone is playing? No number behind. People, when he's running, most of people will not recognize that he's mercy. Right? The same thing is applicable to you and I. If we cannot really show that love, if we cannot really live up to that standard, we, we add nothing to this earth. The reason why God has brought us here is for we to do what? To pull out people from the dark world. Because we are living in a fallen world where Christ has given us a responsibility to carry out. And is in your place to make sure these responsibilities are being done perfectly. Amen. 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 I'm too quiet and everyone is also quiet like me. <laughs> the Bible says in the book of Ephesians 2 verse 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do what? Do good things that he what? Planned for us long ago. What is that good thing? What is that good thing he has planned for we to do long ago? To display his love as a holy nation. That is our assignment. When you are called holy nation, I'm not here to, you know, to tell you that you are without spot. No, no. You have no sin. Christ make you perfect. There is no, you, you, you have it all. No, I'm here to tell you your responsibility as a holy nation. There is a great job to be done. Thousands of people out there have not received Christ. And what God is saying when he called you the holy nation is through you that those in darkness might come to experience the light. And you are his what? His masterpiece. He made you so precious. For you to be called holy nation means you are so precious to him. 
And he expects this precious one to do precious things. And we have to work hard. Also, depending on the Spirit of God, because only the Spirit of God will enable us to do this work. You know, sometimes we expect God to move first. No. You have to make the step. If you don't ask, you don't receive. You don't seek, you don't find. You don't knock, the door will not be open. So as his precious masterpiece is in your position to ask the Father to give you the willingness, the hunger for you to reach out to someone. And I pray by next week that we all as we are living here we are going to come back with testimony by means that we have forgiven those who have wronged us we were able to share the gospel we were able to show love to them even in kind the little you give that is also the responsibility as a holy nation and the last verse 1 Peter 2 verse 9 the Bible said but you are not like that for you are chosen people. You a royal priest. A holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So your responsibility as a holy nation. I said it earlier. Pull the people from the darkness. Bring them and show them. That the same wonderful pleasure you have been deriving all these days. You know, if you will believe me, if you will agree with me, sorry. When we receive Christ, our understanding, our lifestyle was totally different. Right? As the day goes by, we begin to encounter Christ in a different way. And it gives us joy. If it gives you joy, don't you think that brother that is busy bowing down to the bail or whatsoever it may be need to experience the same thing? That is why you are here. That is why you are called Holy Nation. And let us also understand that we have been chosen by God even before the creation. There are so many others who also have been chosen. But it worries me the amount of numbers of unbelievers we have in the world. I came to India from back home. We knew India as uh, in the head of winches and wizard. I'm sorry to say that, but I tell you this. When I step into this house, you know what the Lord said to me? I brought you here for a purpose. And I said to the Lord, I will not leave until I see revival come. He said, I'm going to take you back one day. But how would the revival come if we are not ready? How would God bring the revival to change the nation if we are not willing to accept who we are? 
We are so scared most of the time. You are walking on the street. The spirit of the, the Lord is leading you. Speak to that sister. Speak to that brother. You are kind of um, feeling shy. There is so lot of crowd. People will look at me. People will say something. It doesn't matter. Depend on that one who has called you. Depend on that one who has chosen you. Just rely on the spirit of God. Walk according to his direction. And as we continue to believe and continue to trust in him, I pray the Lord will help each one of us to do his will in Jesus' name. We hope you are refreshed and strengthened by the word of God. If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at dreamingrevival.com. Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Center on Saturdays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m.